Welcome to Executives at the Edge, a podcast brought to you by MEF. I'm your host, Pascal Venezes. Join me as we explore thought-provoking perspectives from the leaders and change makers who are propelling enterprise digital transformation forward. I am so very excited to have Ben Edmond, CEO and founder of ConnectBase. In this episode, we're going to cover exactly the whole automation process of buying and selling all the connectivity services and how that really flows today from a manual level to the automation levels. And this is a really exciting episode. So Ben, welcome to Executives at the Edge. If you can please tell us a little about yourself and your company background, that'd be really appreciated. I would uh, be happy to. Thank you for having me here, Pascal. I'm a big supporter of MEF and uh, just you know love the opportunity to, uh, to participate. Uh, a little bit about me. I have uh, been in the connectivity industry since the mid-90s with MCI. I've never left that, that industry. It's one that I uh, absolutely love. I'm a telecom nerd. Um, love digging into the data, you know, understanding the ecosystem and participating. Um, I'm married, been married for uh, 27 years now, two boys in high school, started ConnectBase just over eight years ago, and it's been a fantastic ride. Uh, The company was really created to solve a marketplace uh, challenge and and, uh, really help transform how connectivity gets bought and sold across this industry. That was the mission. Um, and we did so really building a data platform on ground truth, uh, which I've always believed ground truth for our industry revolves around location. And so we wanted to inject that into the buying and selling process to elevate how that gets done and, uh, and solve a big problem for a really important industry that I believe in. Well, well, thank you, Ben. That is really helpful for our listeners. But tell us, what exactly is the challenge the industry is faced with that you're solving? What I know it's automation, and I think our listeners are quite familiar with automation, but what exactly in automation and what exactly is challenging the industries in this connectivity area? And what kind of connectivity services have you automated? You know? Yeah, great question. Uh, and it really is, it goes beyond just, you know, automation. It gets to the heart of, you know, a couple fundamental things. As a seller in this industry, you know, we're solving for participation. You know, unless you digitize and drive and believe in automation, you're missing opportunities that your network and capabilities may be the right fit for with the right customer. Until you actually take that leap and invest in the automation, you're not going to truly participate in getting every at bat. So that's what we want to solve is one of the core things. Two is in automation, there's language, just like we're having a conversation today. If I would walk in a different country and start you know, speaking the way I do here in Boston to somebody in Egypt or somebody in China or somebody in a different place that didn't speak the same language, I'm going to have miscommunication and not get to my objective. And automation works the same way in in our core belief. And we want to solve for that, helping the ecosystem speak the same language um, in terms of interfaces, which, you know, embracing MEF helps us do. But uh, but also the content, you know, 
how that address structure comes across so you can translate that and really get the uh, the full value of automation and then you know the the last element you know participation automation but you know the uh, how automation works the last element really revolves around value creation we we think there is more value for the connectivity industry uh, to extract and not just have 17 to 20 percent year over year declines in pricing. And we think uh, using data to transform how connectivity gets bought and sold and packaging and using the, the products in different ways for outcomes, you know, will help achieve those value creations. And we think the first step to get there is to drive automation. So help help our listeners with a use case. So. Uh, sure. An enterprise buys connectivity service, let's say Ethernet, or use some example, and then yeah. it goes to their local provider in the country. Let's just use North America or U.S. Yep. And then they want connectivity all over the world, right? So help our listeners through this use case. And what is that process of buying, in you know, ordering and that buy sell? Just help us understand how that all works in the life cycle. Yeah, absolutely. So that that enterprise buyer that has locations all over, you know, goes to uh, identify what service provider that they want to use or group of service providers. And typically, um, just the way the industry works, there's a set of intermediaries that are helping navigate, you know, that complexity. And there's about 30,000 intermediaries in the market today um, that help navigate those processes. Because, you know, what that enterprise's reality is, there's no one network that has enough capital and reach to go to every single location that that enterprise has. So they have to figure out, you know, who has last mile access back to aggregation points like uh, Equinix data center, or digital realty data center to connect into the cloud, to get connect into the IP networks. So they might be buying Ethernet from a branch office or a manufacturing facility back into those facilities and then tying it all together with a SD-WAN network that they're looking at service providers to piece those things together. When that happens, the service providers then start doing the same thing. They start trying to figure out their play, whether they can take the entirety of the, uh, the relationship or they're going to take their pieces and support other service providers between last miles that they're best positioned for or IP networks that they're best positioned for or long haul networks that they're best positioned for and put a fabric together that ends up being the overall solution. And what we see is that in the traditional process that takes you know weeks, if not months, and has layers of inefficiency that uh, that fundamentally create more costs, create more challenges in the network from an ongoing support perspective, and and miss the opportunity for the best network sometimes to participate. So I think a listener would ask, well, the internet, the internet has a connection all over the world. Why not just use the internet? It's a, it's a great question, and uh, and you know the reality is some people try to, but the challenge with the internet is you can't control the outcomes everywhere. You cannot just you know carve out your VPN on the internet and run your manufacturing facility with your supply chain in real time at a predictability level that gets the business outcomes that people are trying to achieve. You know, for some applications, you certainly can. 
but for corporate America and you know global 2000 businesses and lots of the world, that's not an acceptable outcome. So they need to carve up private network versus public network to control the experience. And a lot of times what people are finding is the economics of larger um, connections on a private network are actually better than the public network in addition to the security and the control. Uh, but it really is around the applications and the use case that the customer cares about and how to control and deliver those. That is not always acceptable when you're putting on the public internet, you're facing the security risk, you're facing the performance risk, um, and you make other choices. So what you're saying is businesses, really mission critical businesses and their applications don't want to use the internet as much as possible. Uh, make that maybe non-mission critical application. But where there's mission critical applications that really makes their business thrive, they have to build and use their some private networks. And what you do is yeah. help build that. You, your connect base helps the enterprise, goes and gets a quote for any address around the world who can deliver that kind of services, connectivity services. And then further what you're saying is these enterprises build this private network and then on top of it, they can overlay SD-WAN services, which even further makes applications perform better. And whether they do it themselves or outsource it to a service provider to do it globally. So is that kind of what you just described in the use case? It, it is. And then the reality is that some people are using the Internet for their delivery mechanism. And that's perfectly acceptable when the application allows for that. But what the reality is in that situation is no one Internet provider is everywhere. So finding the right internet provider in Bangladesh for a manufacturing facility might be completely different than Mexico City, which might be completely different than Oklahoma and Toronto. And navigating those who has what where, uh, both for the private network to control the experience and the public internet when that's the right application, requires a deep understanding, a data-driven understanding to get the best possible outcomes. And is that what ConnectBase does? That is what ConnectBase does, and it uh, brings the service provider suppliers who are fulfilling all those things together in a connected ecosystem to help navigate that. So why automation? So, to, in the, so tell us today, do they people, they use faxes, emails, phone calls? There's a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails, and a lot of swivel chairs into uh, separate portals, you know, is a traditional way people do that. Uh, but email is still the dominant way overall. If you calculate it up, who has the most uh, pass? It's email. I need this at this location and going back and forth in a set of responses. So basically going to rotary phones in some way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not exactly optimal, not trackable, not uh, you get different formats from providers and responses in the email that you then have to cut and paste and put together to analyze what is the best response. All kinds of challenges that come with doing it in a traditional way. So how does ConnectBase do that? They use automation. So get, walk us the journey of now how automation solves this problem with ConnectBase. Yes. So we built a platform that allows a user to log in and create a opportunity that they want to go and quote. That opportunity might be one location or that my opportunity might be hundreds or thousands of locations, but they enter the locations first. When they uh, put the locations in, the system starts to querying to understand who has what where. 
From there, the user puts in their configurations. I want Ethernet, I want a dedicated internet, I want broadband, whatever speeds, feeds, and terms. And then it sends those requirements out to the service providers that uh, are connected into the fabric and then start responding back in, in a standardized format, you know, based on each of the providers coming back into that connected uh, framework. And the user, the buyer, gets one view to understand all the responses and they can put rules in to automate the uh, the responses so you know they can pick a preferred vendor they can pick uh, different terms and speeds over others and they make their selection on what's best for them you know from that process then it's all about sending out orders instead of going through emails for days and weeks to to gather the information well so that sounds really brilliant now so this is the price quote, and then after the quote and they accept it, do you also automate the ordering process too? We do. So we automate the order placement. Uh, so we don't uh, stay with it. We're not the service provider. We don't uh, do the orchestration, but we take our software. We take all that good information that is part of the price quote, the location, the product, the speed, all those attributes, and we allow the user to say, yes, I want this. And then they digitize that and send it downstream to whatever you know provider has for downstream acceptance of the order, and uh, and give that order package to the uh, to the provider. So it reduces the time, it reduces the the risk of mistakes, and elevates the ability for you know the customer to get the connectivity they need faster. So don't doesn't how do you get the ecosystem to participate of all these downstream providers? So don't they have to? There's two parts of the equation. There's the buyer, and then there's a seller. So the seller has to be That's part right. of this ecosystem. How do you get them in, and all their legacy stuff and all that stuff? Do you import all of their, all of their addressing and what search they do in every region of the world and their footprints? And you, that must be complex to bring all that in. It is. Uh, it is complex. But but at the end of the day, that's what we do. We've raised $50 million in capital. We've built a incredible stack of tools and capabilities. But we actually started with the suppliers, the sellers, and we provide them the ability to connect into our fabric. Or if they don't have the applications to manage their serviceability, which is what we call the location reach they have. They don't have a digital product catalog. They don't have a pricing engine. We've built that in a multi-tenant SaaS architecture where they can consume it, put a part of their business uh, uh, system and enable it and then connect that back into the fabric. So we give them choices. If they already have the capabilities, they can simply plug in in a standard API fabric and participate if they don't have the resources uh, we've enabled that and built it and we think we've built the best location management system in the world as a starting point to understand who has what where that's really really important part of the equation to get automation right to minimize fallout that is that is really amazing what you've done now help us listen our listeners with location we know, sure. I know location is a very funny topic and I know you're an expert. So help our, in, our listeners understand what the challenges are on location. Yeah, I mean, I can use a couple examples to describe it. And it really comes down to location is interpreted in lots of different ways by lots of different systems and people. 
And what we get when we do those interpretations differently, we get mismatches in opportunity. A buyer and a seller don't get the success they want because it's the wrong location, because of, you know, just misstructures, whatever it is. So we take it down to the physical layer. We, we look at it like a 911 system. We want to understand location truth from a structure and a spatial perspective. We then look at things like addressing as labels and descriptions and have invented an ID system that appends into that physical structure and then connects all the references and a lot of logic to help translate. You know, one example is the North Dakota address recently had 31 different actual real good valid ways of communicating the same exact address. Our system translates all 31 of those different variations into a single ID structure into a single location truth. And it helps connect buyer and seller together when you have that. If you have to have one way of doing things and you can't take those 30 other ways, you don't get the order, you don't get the right supplier, and it's a mismatch across the APIs. And we help solve that problem at scale across 2.7 billion locations today. Wow, that is crazy. So you are worldwide and your cloud platform as a SaaS offering worldwide in every continent. We are, uh, except for Antarctica, but uh, but uh, everyone with uh, some business and commercial, uh, we built this uh, global mesh. 187 countries have active locations flown through the system today. And uh, we're excited about where we are, but uh, even more excited about where we're going. Well, I think those penguins in Antarctica are going to be really, <laughs> really feel disappointed they're left out. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So tell us, Ben, final last question. What, you know, you're working within MEF standardizing the APIs. Why do you feel standardized yeah. APIs will help this ecosystem to come together in some way? Because you've got a great platform. Why not just stay with your platform, why does standardizing APIs of code ordering, all this stuff going to make a difference for you? It, it really boils down to looking at it from an ecosystem perspective on a holistic level. If you know that there's over you know 11,000 physical last mile providers, there's over 23,000 real IP providers in the peering fabric, there's 30 plus thousand managed service providers that have SD-WAN, UCAS, and all kinds of other things. There's hyperscalers, there's data center operators. We're never going to have 100% market share, and we recognize that, and that's okay. We're an advocate for our customers, and our customers should want to participate everywhere and anywhere. And being inside of our ecosystem doesn't mean you only can communicate in our ecosystem. Our ecosystem needs to be open and accessible across all other ecosystems to truly scale the customer experience, the sales experience, and the value creation that this industry needs. And that's why I embrace MEF, because it truly is a global ubiquitous thought process that if each ecosystem, each provider adopts and enga engages, then we're speaking a common language. We still have to get the payloads right of what's inside of it, but we're speaking a common language with a framework that scales across you know, all the boundaries. And that is a really powerful place to be. Well, thank you, Ben, that really helps. So basically the tide lifts all boats. It does, yeah. very much so. And on top of it, you now offer services for, um, fiber wavelengths, um, Ethernet, carry Ethernet, 
and IP. IP services. And, Absolutely. And you know, in MEP, we've standardized all that buying, selling, quote ordering, and the payloads of IP and Ethernet. And we're adding in wavelengths and fiber now. So, yeah. uh, Ben, thank you so much. I think this episode has been really, really brilliant, helping our listeners understand the challenges that the ecosystem does. Because people think, oh, it's just a connection from here to there across the globe. What's the big deal? Uh, but they don't realize that it's the connection is one thing, but getting to that last mile is no one has access to every last mile in the world. And you have Absolutely. to work as a whole global ecosystem to make it look like it's one big fabric that anybody can get to. The internet has certainly done that. Uh, and it, that's why people have this perception. But I think um, when it comes to the business side and, and not just consumer, it's really more complex and mission critical applications really depend on that network to being stable. You're spot on. I appreciate the opportunity to talk today and uh, excited about where we go together. Thank you, Ben. Thank you so much. And, and so grateful to have you on this episode. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us for Executives at the Edge. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today. Share online a review. Find all our episodes on your favorite podcast platform and at left.net.